Today, you are going to get a front row seat to the behind-the-scenes story of the Springboks' journey at the 2003 Rugby World Cup with team manager Gideon Sam. Gideon, welcome to Front Row Rugby. Oh, thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Now, just before we begin our conversation, Gideon, here's a look at today's trivia question. Who scored a hat-trick of tries against Uruguay in the Springboks' opening match of the 2003 Rugby World Cup? Now, if you know the answer to the question, you can put it in the comment section down below. We'll also find out if Gideon knows the answer, but we'll do that at the end of our conversation. Gideon, I want to start in 2003. Tell me, how is it that you became the Springboks team manager? Well, look, if you really want to, to understand how sport uh, in those uh, early years um, uh, was put together in South Africa, remember, we came from different uh, backgrounds and different structures. And in rugby, it was, it was no different, you know. So we had Silas Kanunu as the president, and um, he just gave me a call. And he said, look, the team will be assembling in, um, in uh, Jeffreys Bay. Not Jeffreys Bay, before that, Naisna, um, whatever. So he said, I want you to go down there. I said, as what? He said, as the manager, I said, yeah, but don't you advertise your posts? He said, no, no, yeah, you go. So that's, uh, that's the late um, Silas Kanunu. So I arrived there, and I have, um, I have uh, <laughs> the coach, and the coach says, uh, so who are you? I said, no, I'm Gideon, and I'm, I've been sent by Saru. So here I am. So Nick Mallet looks at me and he says, all right, let's do the job then. So, and that's how I got there. Quite an incredible story. So in 2003 at the Rugby World Cup, I referenced it in the trivia question. We started against Uruguay, had a big win. I was interested to know uh, from your point of view, what was the feeling at that stage after that uh, excellent start to the tournament? Look, we, we went there very confident. Remember, we, <laughs> we left here having, having done a couple of things that... Uh, Later on, people looked on it as quite queer for a, a rugby team to go through that kind of rigor uh, in preparation for, for, the, for the games. But, you know, with um, Strauli and his team, we, 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 we looked and, um, and uh, uh, we looked at the whole thing and we said to ourselves, hey, look, uh, let's prepare these guys very, very well. It's almost like an army, army training that they went through. Uh, it was quite it was quite tough, you know, and that's why when when we came back with uh, without having won this thing, people said, you know, it must have been Kamstaldra that killed the boys. And anyway, we 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 were confident that we were doing the right thing, and um, so after that big win, you know, we thought, okay, we we are on track, guys. We prepared you very well. Uh, Strauli was 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 confident, and when we had, when he addressed the boys, you know. Uh, it was almost like putting more confidence in them. So in the camp, you know, we the tails were up, thinking, saying to ourselves, guys, we've got it right, right start, and let's go. So what exactly is the role of the team manager at the World Cup? In, in our case, it was more for me to deal with all the um, politics around it and to be in touch with the other managers from other teams and to be in touch with the host if there are certain things that we need to understand and so on. Like when we started preparing in Perth, 
you know, we had to interact with uh, with the management of the stadium there because it was not really a rugby stadium. It was that footsie of theirs and so on. So um, that's your role. Other, other than that, you, 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 you don't get too involved uh, with the work of the coach. Strauli was in charge and um, even his assistants, you know, uh, Jake White, them and the others, you know, they, they didn't get that involved in, 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 um, in, in, in the preparations and so on. But no, not in the, in the true sense of not getting involved, but the person who was in charge was Strauli. So, and the manager, manager, you, are, you, are not, you don't get involved with um, scolding the players or doing some such things like that. All I could do was always to say that, look, uh, guys, I need to send back to, to Saru um, uh, the payment sheet. And I'll tell you now, if you drop the ball many times, I'm going to deduct. You know, that was just, by, just to keep them on their toes, you know. But other than that, um, you are more, you're more there as, you know, keeping things together. If you compare this with uh, that, with what you have in, uh, in English football, the manager is something else. The manager is the manager, coach, and the owner. He's in charge of the whole thing. In our setup, we said there's a manager. It was almost like, a, okay, you, 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 you are the spokesperson. You talk and you, 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 you protect the coach. Um, because remember, 2003, things were still very political. You know? So even the coach had to watch what he says in the, in the, in the, public, in the public domain. And well, if he goes... Uh, like Nick Mallet, Nick Mallet um, during my time with him went off the rails by saying that ah, these tickets are expensive, and uh, I tell you, Rian didn't like that, and um, it was it was tough for him. And so I had to jump in and say to Rian, "Hey, look, why can't a coach say something about about the ticket and the sales and the and the price of tickets?" But you know, that's that's a kind of role that I played. We spoke about the Uruguay victory to start off. Next up was against England, who were really, really tough at the time. And as we now know, they would go on to win the World Cup. How tense was the atmosphere in the training ground in the build-up to that game? Very tense, because we knew if we lose against England, we'll have to go to Melbourne, play the All Blacks. And nobody wanted to meet the All Blacks at that early stage. So playing, playing, um, uh, preparing for England, you know, it was very, very tense. Maybe that was also one of the reasons why we didn't go that far in that World Cup. Maybe we needed another team before uh, we got to, 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 to England. Uh, maybe the guys would have, because we had some good leaders, you know, you had Kill Kone Kricher there, you had Jus um, van der Weistaisen there, and you had John Smith, you know. So, you know, the leadership was very good. Uh, but I still believe that maybe a match softer than that one would have given us a, a better rundown. Mm. And what was the feeling in the changing room like after that match? Well, quite, quite, uh, look, everybody knew, guys, this is it. If we go down to Melbourne and we lose against uh, the All Blacks, that's, that's it, we're going home. And, you know, at that stage, you know, you, you really thought it's, it's not really too good for the boys to... To, to, to exit so early, but they knew. And in the change room, you know, you could see that the heads were hanging. It was just devastated. We should, not, we, we, we should have won the game according to 
our way of preparing and um, and preparing our mind for for this game. So it was it was quite tough. You know, you could see that the boys were down and uh, and they they realized going down to Melbourne is going to be no child's play. Now, you mentioned that we were in Perth for those matches against Uruguay and England, and then we moved uh, to Sydney to play Georgia. I'd be interested to hear from you, Gideon. How stressful is it for the team manager putting together the move from one city to another, which is across the country in Australia? Quite stressful. I, I had Hendricks, um, who was also part of the, of the management team, and he looked, he looked very well into the assisted team. But it was... You know, slapping around uh, from one area or from one city to another city was not that easy. It was quite, it was quite tough. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you have your, your core team that you need to protect. But at the same time, you know, you, you have to move them from one area to another area right across Australia, you know. So it's, it's never been easy. And that's why sometimes people do not realize what it takes. You know, I've just been listening to the coach of uh, Munster. He said, you know, we've been on the road for so long. It does build character. But in that, in that sense of, of the springbok, um, it's not that easy. The guys at Munster, you know, were always together, playing together. And, okay, you saw the result um, against the Stormers. But with, with us, you know, it's pack. The trucks must be loaded. This must be done. Passports must be collected, and uh, and you know it's always always putting some some stress on the players. You know, come on, guys, I need this, and I, I need to move on. Uh, Mr. Hendricks is waiting for your luggage. Uh, come on, you must help put us put the luggage on the trucks. And when we get on the other side, you know, we still have to go through all the rigmarole at the airport, load again. It, it, it's not been easy. So. We, we, we try to be very professional about it, but uh, somehow you would always, in the, at the end of it all, say to yourself, it was not that easy. It, it, it was quite a tough task and so on. But there we went. We went there and we, we tried our best. Do you really know your rugby? Do you always get your predictions right? Why not make some money then? Open an account right now with Tic Tac Bets and get up to 2,000 Rand and 20 spins with your first deposit. The link is appearing on your screen and I'll also put it in the description area. Please note that this is an affiliate link and I will make a little commission on it. Winners know when to stop. National Responsible Gambling Program. Toll-free helpline 0800-006-008. No persons under the age of 18 years are permitted to gamble. In Sydney against Georgia, Rude Australia actually made quite a lot of changes for that match. Uh, for example, he gave Skulk Berger a debut. John Smith captained the team uh, for the first time. And I know that you mentioned earlier that as the team manager, you're not really involved in terms of tactics and that sort of stuff. But I'd be very interested to hear, did you get to sit in any of those meetings or were you just kept away from that sort of stuff? All the time. All the time. Now I sit there, sit next to Strauli, listen to him. And, you know, every now and then I'll make a little comment, but I knew that he, he run, he's, he's running the show. Uh, so, so most of us as in the management team, you know, we're always around there and listening to their tactics and whatever it was discussed and so on. So when we sat at the field and they played, we knew exactly what the strategy is going to be. Um, so it, it was never, no, no, you stay out there. No, no, we were all, all together. It was, it was a team, team, team effort and so on. 
And then we finished our pool stage against Samoa. It was a really nice win as well. And then, as we discussed, the All Blacks were next in the quarterfinals. How did you think we could do in that match? Did you, did you think that we could actually pull off the upset? I was very nervous. Knowing the All Blacks, you know, that um, the All Blacks, we played them fairly well on home ground. But out there, you know, it's, it's another kettle of fish, you know. And... Um, you know, in our quiet moments with Strauli, I would always say, I, I called him coach. Coach, how do you feel? He said, Mister. He called me Mister. Mister. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Mister. Uh, it's going to be tough. And well, I know we really knew. It's not going to be tough. And uh, I suppose it was also quite nervy uh, for, 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 for the players, you know. Um, it's almost like it would have been better if we had gone with England. And for England to go that way, not us to go that way. Uh, but uh, that's how the dice rolled. It, uh, it said South Africa uh, versus uh, New Zealand. And so we really didn't, we didn't, we have no chance. We had to go. We had to go. That was it. The dice was thrown. And then we were beaten uh, quite comfortably, unfortunately, uh, for the Springboks. Uh, I'd be interested to hear from you, Gideon. What was the changing room like after that match? Well, you see, the thing is this. Think about South Africans. South Africans are not good losers. Um, and um, the guys knew in the change room. Guys, we're in for it now. We are going to be criticized left, right, and center back home. So they knew that, that... This is it. We've come to the end of the road and uh, it's going to pack, going and pack, and we're on our way home. Uh, I remember one, um, one cartoon uh, of, of, of the team getting off the plane. Like, uh, you know, those Muslims with the, the ladies with the, I don't know what they call it, but would cover their faces and so on. And we were, you, you know, we. You know, everybody was just making jokes about uh, the exit, but that, that's it, you know. Um, and and in, the, in the change room, and I think it's the, in the manner in which we lost against uh, New Zealand that was so devastating, you know. I mean, a close, a close call, like 9-8 or 12-8 uh, or something like that. But that score was just, um, it, it just looked as if, We'd given up long before we started the match, you know, but that, that was the outcome. And then in that changing room environment, what was Rudolf Strauli like? Did he have a go at the players, harsh words, or was it just a case of not saying much because the tournament has now come to an end for us? No, look, um, all, with all due respect, you know, um, the way Rudolf worked with his players, you know, it was like a father-son uh, relationship, you know. He knew that they, okay... They would not go onto the field just to, to, to disappoint the team, disappoint themselves, disappoint the country. He knew that. So um, he had to be very sympathetic to, towards the boys in the, in the, in the, in the team, uh, team room uh, because um, we know that they were hurting. I mean, you, could, you know, they sit there, some of them getting ready to go and shower and with their towels around them, and you can see that, yeah, this is this this is it's tough for them to take it. So it's not a question of them having felt that oh okay it was a match goodbye we lost no no they really felt about it because all those players in that uh, in that uh, 
in that team knew they had to come up with their best and um, give their best for the country. It was never about, they knew. You could see this when at the jersey handing over. You know, when we hand over the jerseys before a game, you call in somebody, uh, an important Springbok, ex-Springbok or whatever. You, you could see that that, uh, that moment, they knew that, guys, if you put this over your, your head, you're doing it for South Africa. So when you, are, when you let down the country in that fashion, you know, must be very uh, devastating for them. Gideon, you mentioned earlier that you would sit in those meetings with Rudolf Strauli. I'd be very interested to hear if you had an idea or you noticed something, was Rudolf open to you giving uh, some input? Very open. Very, look, he was very open. Very open. You know, um, like, for instance, um, we would sit around the table with all the other coaches, you know. Everybody had an, could, 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 could make an input, even when they train, you know, with their scrummaging, with the scrummaging machine. I sit on top of, of the machine there and I shout, come on, boys, come on, boys, you could do better here. So he was very open to that. It was never a question of manager, can you just sit on the touch line? And um, with Uli Schmidt, the two of us used to run around the field when they, um, when they, when they train. Um, and Uli, will always, Uli would always say, no, 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 leave it to the coach. The coach, he knows what he's doing. So. It was, never, it was never a question of you can't make a comment on some of the things and so on. So uh, for me, it was, I don't know whether it was out of respect because up to today, you know, when, when I talk to, 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 to Rudolf, you know, it's always Mr. Mr. Uchandet, Mr. You know, that kind of thing. It was never, it was never a, a, an attitude issue with, with him. No, he was open, very open. Gideon, did the players play any pranks on you during that World Cup? I think they were very scared of me. They think I was a politician. <laughs> no, they thought I'm a politician. You know, they, they saw this guy uh, training with them. You know, when they run, I'm running with them. And sometimes I outrun some of them because I was, I'm still very fit up. You can see that I'm still in my tracksuit. That's come off my, my, my walk. So I was, I was very fit, you know, so I could run around the field with them. And if they are going, uh, 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 doing sprints and so on in the gym. I'm in the gym with them, I lift and so on. So they, but in the, I think at the back of their mind, they always um, wondered, who is this guy? You know? And I think the one, the one thing that always made them probably think like that is that at our departure, you remember the University of Pretoria? Um, at that function there, there were people who were misbehaving in the in the in the crowd, um, sort of like taunting the president, Mr. Silas Nkanunu. And I stood up and I said, "I'm very disappointed. I don't know Afrikaners like this. Afrikaners are disciplined people, and for you to display this kind of attitude towards the president of this organization, uh, to me, it 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 is poor, poor, poor discipline. And you know, they probably." thought from that moment, I wonder who is this guy? How can he, how can you talk to a crowd of Afrikaners like that? And I spoke in their own language in Afrikaans. And, and probably from that moment, they, they saw in me a father figure. You don't, don't do pranks with a father figure. <laughs> no, for sure. What was your favorite moment during that World Cup? 
the one thing that, that I really, really wanted to see was for us to beat England. I sat there and from the start of the game to the final whistle, I believe that we can beat England. And um, though, though we didn't win, but I still felt that for me, that was the moment of our tour. The others, you know, with the huge scores, no, not really, you know. But that, that match really set in my mind. And I still say to myself, you know, I, I, I don't know. But for me, it would have been um, the crowning moment for the Springbok teams if we had come came out on top of that in that match. But it, it, the other matches, I, I sat um, in Melbourne and I looked at us playing the, the All Blacks, but I just felt that there is no, there's no energy. There's no energy, it seems to me. I mean, you look at some of the tries that they score. Kick high, up in the air, jump over the late um, uh, winger Williams. Is it Williams? Uh, and uh, and you look at the try and you say to yourself, that's easy. How can he score like that? You know? But you know, it's, it was one of so for me, after that, there was not much uh, that I really, uh, really enjoyed. I the England match was for me. That that was it. That and Corny Kricher led his team so well in that match. You know? And I really thought we could pull it off, but uh, it didn't. So when you look back on that 2003 Rugby World Cup, is it with fondness or disappointment? With fondness. You know, you know, I, you know, I keep on saying, Peter, I keep on saying that even up to this day, if you think about it, what Jake White inherited was the groundwork that was done by Strauling. If you think about all the guys who uh, look at John Smith and all those guys who, who went on uh, to, to, to win the World Cup after that. You know, it, when I look at all of it, I say to myself, look, we might not have won the 2003 World Cup, but I think the ground, the ground work was done. It was laid, the foundation was laid. It was just to have a good guy like um, uh, um, Jake White to take them further and go. It was not regressive. You know, it was going... The trajectory was showing upwards, and I think for me that that although there was a lot of hullabaloo about Kam Staldrat and all that, for me it said the groundwork has been laid for future future Springboks to win that World Cup, and they did, and they did. Gideon, you mentioned come Staldrat there. You would have been part of the meetings with Rudolf before the time when the event was being planned. What exactly were you guys thinking? I think, you know, if you, if you, if you um, understand how England prepared, they were in an army base also. We were not in an army base. Uh, but we, we knew that it must be tough, tough, tough. In, in hindsight, one could say that maybe it was too tough, but... How do you prepare? I like the, uh, we went on um, uh, on a program with the U.S. Because, you know, they too, the players were divided. Um, and on this program, you know, people were questioning us about this. 
Stalingrad. And the late, um, the late uh, US, you know, was very, very straightforward. He said, look, we could not have been sissies in preparing for a massive assignment like the World Cup. And yes, maybe it may be have, have gone overboard, but it was necessary for us to go through a tough, tough one. And for me, it was, it was one of those things because we, we observed the rest of the management. We observed what was going through, what they were going through. Yes, uh, I repeat, maybe uh, some of the exercises might have been too tough. Um, but I tell you now, Peter, if we had won the 2003 World Cup, all the schools would have asked for us to come and do Kamstaldrat. All the provinces would have come to, and come to Rudolf and say, just look at um, uh, uh, um, Jake. After winning the World Cup, I remember sitting in Stellenbosch. Uh, there was a workshop that he was conducting. All the coaches were eating out of his hand because they wanted to find out what was, what's the magic? What did you do right uh, with the guys and so on? So yes, uh, Kamstaldrat, um, left a bitter taste in some of the people in South Africa, but for us as um, but for us as coaches, um, as, as team management, you know, we 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 thought we were on the right track. Uh, we were building, building, building them into a unit, and we wanted them to be strong in that unity. But you could see afterwards. Um, that they actually were not that united. Uh, the, 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 there were those four, and there were those, those against. Well, even in his book, uh, Kornik Kricher mentioned, you know, that maybe that was not the right way to go. But who knows in advance what is right and what is wrong, you know? If you, if you lose, you know that it was wrong. If you win, you'll say, it was right. So I, I, I still believe that um, there was no... Um, hatred. There was no hatred in um, in in Strauli in in his in his thinking uh, with his team of many uh, coaches and so on uh, in exposing the the boys to that kind of rigor. But there we are. Hey, if you're enjoying this video, why not consider becoming a patron? You can click on my Patreon link, I'll put it on the screen as well as in the description box, and there will be great benefits for members. Let's get back to the interview. You mentioned earlier that you became almost a father figure to some of the players. Was there anyone in particular who you got along with or someone who would come to you for advice? Well, most, most of them, you know. I mean, all the guys. All the guys, um, all the guys said, you know, the way I conducted myself, I always said to myself, um, I'm a... I'm, I'm like a father figure. And all of them, black and white. And my, my advantage, of course, is that I spoke Afrikaans the way they spoke Afrikaans. I spoke English far better than most of them. Um, so I was able to, to breach. Remember, we were just out of our political backgrounds and what have we. And so you needed, you needed to deal with them in a way that they, they, they would understand that this guy who's, who's, who's our manager here, he's not here arrogantly uh, to, to tell us what to do, which way to go, and so on. 
And that's why I always uh, stood back for Strauli so that they can see that it's, it's a show that Strauli is running and I'm, and I'm there to back up and so on and with all the other uh, coach, uh, coaches and assistants in the, in the team management. So John Smith was a good guy, you know. Um, I can't say any one of them. Corner Krieger, all of them, you know, US them. Nobody was, was too scared to avoid me. So that's why even in the in the dining room, you know, I could sit at any table and nobody would feel uncomfortable about this and so on. Uh, so, so yes, um, I, I would say, you know, right across the board, I just felt comfortable. Like for instance, you know, and in the same uh, the same vein, those who are highly religious, you know, find comfort in me because I'm a religious person, you know. It was never a question. He said, Sam, uh, Manier, we are going to church. Are you coming along? And I would say, I'm there, boys. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just felt that I was at the right place at the right time. Gideon, you mentioned at the beginning of the interview how you were appointed as the Springbok team manager. I know that rugby was already professional at that stage, but there were a lot of things that were still being done in an amateur manner. How exactly were you relieved of your duties? <laughs> well, look, when we, when we came back, you know, I, I knew that what's going to happen is that Rudolf will go. And when he goes, his, his, his team goes with him. His management team goes with him. So because at one point I was chairperson of the company of SA Rugby. Remember, we had SA Rugby PTY Limited, and I chaired, and I chaired that. So uh, it was easy for, 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 for them to, uh, to say that, okay, go back to your position or do this. But I just felt that, you know, without those, uh, you know, most of them not coming back, uh, just move on, you know, life is too short to be worried about what happened and what did not happen. So, um, no, it was done in a very professional manner. I, I was quite comfortable with that. It's not a question of you're being chased away like, like dogs and so on. No, no, no. It was, it was done in a very professional manner. And that's why even afterwards, even up to this day, you know, I interact with people in Saru, you know. Even now with, uh, with uh, Rian back at the helm as acting CEO, you know. I call him from time to time. So, you know, I... Although I'm not really into it anymore, but um, no, it was not a, it was not a, a, a real a fight to say that now we're kicking you out here. You don't want to see you anymore. And so now, it was done in a, it was done in a quite quite a good manner. In terms of if you look at it in the way of whether we are acting like amateurs and so on, I must say that we were quite we were quite professional. You know. Rudolf did his work meticulously. You know, we are here. When we get to the airport, we need to do this. When we go into Australia, remember the boots must be cleaned. So clean it well in advance so that you don't delay us. At, you know, it was, it was done meticulously. So yes, uh, it was not highly professional as it is probably today with all the people around you and so on. But that team of us, Hendricks, in charge of all the luggage and and so on and what have you, we 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 were we were, I would say it was 
we were on par with all the other nations. We oh, might not mean. we might not have had the you know the training cycles. I remember going around the corner to look at what the All Blacks are doing, and um, while they are on the field, the others are on bicycles at the back, you know, waiting for to be called up to be substitutes. And I said to 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 to, to Rudolf, hey, next time, let's bring our bikes along and so on. Yeah, so we were not on par with those guys in terms of how they prepared themselves. Maybe um, at that point in time, you know, the resources didn't allow us to go overboard and so on. And the other thing is that we were not on home soil like when, if we were to host now, like going to host the Netball World Cup, it will be a different story. All right, Gideon, let's finish off with the trivia question. Who scored a hat-trick of tries against Uruguay in the Springboks opening match of the 2003 Rugby World Cup? Gideon, do you know the answer? I'm trying to think very hard because it was such a high-scoring match that I'm not so 100%. But I think it's the, it must have been a wing. It could, have been, could not have been somebody else. And um, uh, what's my friend's name? The late... Uh, Hmm. See, I'm getting old now. Seventy-three is not a. It's not an easy age. Um, Chester. Chester. If he was in that game, he would have scored because he was like a scoring machine. I can't think of um, anybody else in that group that had a, a love for scoring uh, scoring tries. Uh, other than Chester, who else could have been there? Backline? No, I can't think of it. All right, Gideon, I'm going to tell you the correct answer is, in fact, Joost van der Westeisen. Oh, Joost. <laughs> okay. Gideon, let me tell you, it was lovely having you on Front Row Rugby today. It really was a pleasure, and I hope that we can have you on again in the future. Well, always welcome. Always welcome to give me a call, and let's do it.